0: So red and blue,
1: before 19
0: Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, a loquacious yet lackadaisical look at the lamentably lowly season Norwich City are enduring. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by regulars Lawny, Good evening, John, Hello. and this evening the Vice Chair of the Canaries Trust, Mandy Thorpe. Evening. On this episode, we will cover the last few games, address the increasing mudslinging from both sides of the happy clapper versus impatient pant wetter debate, and then for some light relief, round off with the quiz. So first up, we conceded a few over the bank holiday weekend. Um, unfortunately, quite a lot more than we managed to score. Uh, who would like to go first in looking right the way back though to Reading, which is the first game since we last potted? What Everyone's looking at, at me.
2: Reading, we won 3 2, Andy. James Madison scored. It was a bit of a debatable pen. Oh, Do yeah. you think that was a pen? Never. No, I don't think it's a pen. You we thought it was a that, pen, didn't you? I thought it was a pen, yeah. He bought it, didn't he?
0: Uh, yeah, he, oh, he bought it, but this, this goes back to uh, an argument that that raged with um, with the Marnay thing. And if there's contact, and if you're buying it, do, do, does contact mean you've got a right to go down? Um, this is something that McDennis was getting his knickers in a twist about on Twitter.
3: I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to football myself. I'd like to see a man stand up and. I don't like just people falling over personally, but you know I wasn't actually there at the game. I'll pass up to that right now. So um... it was snowing, though, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. chilly.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we, I think the fact that we, no one had a hot take immediately off the back of the Reading game sums up that even with five goals, it wasn't that entertaining an encounter compared to, for example, the first half of the Bolton game, which was nil-nil and actually was memorable for how much decent football yeah. we played.
2: It was interesting that we didn't even score a goal from open play, we scored three goals. I think two were from corners, one was from a pen, so I don't think we fixed our kind of attacking problems in that game, but yeah, it was pretty ropey. The worrying thing for me, and I think you wrote it in your review on on the website, Tom, is when we were 2-1 up and then 3-2 up, we did go into our shells, we retreated back and actually, I don't know, we were at a point where we were safe, we weren't going to go up, we weren't going to go down. Why aren't we just saying, right, let's go hell for leather. Let's actually experiment offensively, which we haven't been doing, I think, enough for me.
0: I think one. Of the, I think that reminds me, you, you just saying that, reminds me of the Alan Irvine um, tenure, which was very much, right, the manager's gone, we've given up on going up, we'll just do what we fancy now. Mm. Um, and short of that um, weird midfield for a defender substitution that he made when down to 10 men after like 20 minutes of his first game where he got booed, um, probably the earliest any new manager's been booed. Um, we then played fantastic football, mm-hmm. played with a gay abandon and, and banged loads of goals team. in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, so Mandy, do you want to see more of more of that um, less a fair approach in in the final few games?
3: I think I would like to see a bit. I mean, for me, it's. There's just this lack of urgency. I mean, even though there's nothing to play for, and I get that, but there's no urgency. And Fulham, you know, when I was was there, I was actually at that game on Friday, and it was just you could see the difference in Fulham and Norwich. There was an urgency to Fulham's passing; they wanted the ball, they were they were there for each other. We just seemed to be hiding. I thought through great chunks of that game, even though the first half was better than the second, I wasn't overly inspired by any of it, and I just like to see a bit of throw caution to the wind and go for it because that's what we've been lacking probably for years, you know, on and off. I think since Paul Lambert's era, probably, we've not seen what you'd call exciting attacking football. And we've all touched on it on various things on Twitter previously about the atmosphere. You get the fans going if you can you know, produce something, a bit of excitement. It gets the fans behind you at the moment. It's just it's like a library in that place sometimes. And no amount of um, tip for tat passing at the back is going to make that any different for me.
0: So, Lorne, would you say the case for the defence of um, Fulham having a lot more oomph about them is while well, they're chasing the Premier League?
1: To an extent, yeah, and I think they're also they're one season on from where we are at the moment. And I think the, the way Fulham played, and I, I found it quite an entertaining game, and I agreed with what Webber said in terms of it might not have been a hell-for-leather balls-into-the-box kind of game, but it was quite, a, quite an enjoyable tactical watch. Mm. Mm. I quite enjoyed the Fulham game. But I do think that the way Fulham hounded us when we had the ball was a really good example of some really high tempo pressing and that takes time and i i get that we should maybe be uh doing it a bit more often than we are and the sides of progression aren't so much that you're back to we're going to win the league but i do think this takes time and this is essentially a glorified pre-season for next season
0: so i've had a lot more fun at pre-season games than i have in some of our recent league games however um, I was just double checking and so the Fulham bloke Yokov Vokanovanovich has been in charge for three years. So maybe we we're actually a couple of years behind the, the project. Oh well,
1: yeah, maybe two years on. But and they I think they got to the playoffs last year as well. But they started this season quite slowly, Fulham, and have kicked on in the last sort of six months or so. Yes, you probably have had more fun at recent pre-season games, but I think there's an element with this. I saw Marley Watkins score a goal in one of the pre season games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna but, we're gonna touch on this in a minute, but I think what you said there is interesting about uh, you've had more fun at pre-season games than you're having this season. No, because I, I said some of these league games. Okay, but I th- think there's an element of you have as much fun as you want to have at the football. Like You can have more fun if you want, like touching on the atmosphere stuff. Singing and jumping around and having a laugh with your mates is more enjoyable. You don't need the football to be any good. Okay, so, that. Helps. Before, so we get, before, help.
0: Help. before we get into Brexit though, just going back on that previous point about... Um, Fulham and their their project, etc. The they, they got to the the playoffs, and you can say, okay, look, that's that shows steady progression. Uh, what about Millwall's project? You know, they are on the verge of playoff football this year, having built on seemingly nothing with less money than we have spent. Well, uh, with a manager, with seemingly less debate, pedigree. Though.
2: That is a really interesting debate because I think Norwich fans, to a man, I would argue, um, all went for we want entertaining football, we want free flowing attacking football. Certainly when it was pretty shite under Alex Neil, people were saying, that's what we wanted. We want wholesale change. We want to move towards a new philosophy. Yeah. Millwall effectively kick and rush their way to the playoffs. So would we prefer to kick and rush our way to the playoffs or would we prefer to develop a brand of an attacking football? I'd probably be in the latter. And not necessarily if it brings success either. I'd rather that we're trying to develop a philosophy. Um, but some people just want I'll results. I'll, t- I'll tell you, there's two things on there.
1: Fulham had the momentum from... Getting promoted last season, so they haven't come from nowhere. Millwall, no, so sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah. Millwall had the uh, momentum from getting promoted last year, and also when we played Millwall at Road, they were in a very similar position to us. And had we taken a couple of those chances in the Bolton game, and who was it? Forest. We drew nil nil with at home, yeah, where yeah. We, we played pretty well. Had we taken one chance in both of those games, you we would have we'd have had four, four more points, first. and would have been would have we could have been in the position Millwall were in. We didn't get that momentum at that key time, yeah. and as a result, the season has died.
2: We're still only eleven points off it, which is ridiculous considering what we've won, winning ten games. But, but to, to kind of
0: that point can be made specifically the other way, and this is what Hux was saying last time he was on with us, and he was making over the weekend. It is a bang average championship this Absolutely, year, yeah. and we are drawing and dropping points to some awful teams, mm-hmm. like and of whom you look at. You look at that QPR lineup with no respect at all. Um, <laughs> like, you look at that lineup and you think, how many would be swapped? You know, at the start of the season, halfway through the season, or even two fifty nine PM um, on
1: Monday. I'll take the striker. That's Smith. because
2: he's massive.
1: I genuinely thought uh, when I saw the Norwich team on Monday, I genuinely thought that's a really good team given how many injuries we've got. Like, on paper, that's an excellent. So, team. is that example of you choosing to be excited? You can
0: choose to be happy about a lineup. Well, you said you can choose to have. Trying extend,
1: we're gonna. When again, we're gonna come on to this, but yes, like I, I go to football because it's fun, to be there with my mates, have a chat, watch the game, go home. At the end of the day, once I'm out of the ground, I don't really care how we've done, like it doesn't affect my life in any way. I go because for that two hours, it's fun and I enjoy it. And while I'm there, I care, but when I leave. It's not my livelihood on the line. It's not my reputation. It's it's nothing to do with me. Do so you think as it's more? Such. Do you think it's more? Do you think therefore you could draw a positive correlation
0: between on a graph between those who dwell on football and for whom they don't have enough outside of football or football <laughs> what foot nice leap. What a massive leap! Football that they identify with football and football is effectively how they work. Especially when I was younger. Football was how I worked out what mood I was in between Saturday 5 o'clock and Saturday 3 o'clock. Because it was just like, if Nor- Norwich have done well, brilliant. That's Everything's brilliant and I can take everything on the chin. If Norwich have done bad, I'm miserable until Norwich play again. No,
1: that's a massive leap. And I'm going to show up about it and let Mandy and John speak in a minute. But... It's not that I think that people who care about football more than me don't have enough going on in their lives that is as important <laughs> as football. You were kind of implying that a little bit. Well, I, if, if Tom wants to make it, that... I to that that the, the of yeah. But, but, yeah, but that was, what that was I would say is, I choose to go to football, and everyone chooses to go to football is a choice, because I enjoy it. If I didn't enjoy it, I'd stop going. And for me, the enjoyment doesn't come... Maybe 10% of it comes from what actually happens on the pitch. The I rest think- comes from... The whole package of going to football,
2: but I don't know if everyone else is like that. And I don't think everyone else is like that, and I think that's why there is these long-running debates on Twitter where yeah. people are completely results-dependent, you know, and base their moods, as you say, Tom, on you know their full week's moods on Norwich City's result, which is is daft. I mean, I take a couple of hours to get every shitty result. You know, my wife will say I was in a foul mood yesterday evening because you know we just pissed it up against the wall to to QPR, but then you get over it and you move on.
3: I mean, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, I'm probably, I don't, I'm not quite as extreme as either end of that, but um, I don't, I haven't found it fun, that's the issue for me this season.
0: Well, and on on that point, Mandy, um, you talked about why people choose to go to football, Yeah. Um, someone's choosing not to go to football next year, aren't they? Someone is choosing not to go. tell us a little bit about that.
3: (sighs) Yeah, renew renewal dropped through the letterbox and my other half straight away said he wasn't going to renew and I've... I took the whole, pr- pretty much the whole time I had to make my mind up, and I've, I think when it's become a chore, which it has at times felt like a right chore this season, uh, at the start of the season I was all up for it, the Gemma Revolution, you know, I, I can't, you know, you all know how, I, I, we all bought into that, and we still have a little bit, I still believe there is definitely, there is a work in progress to coin that phrase, but when it's a chore, when you're not enjoying it, when I've probably missed um, more games than I've ever missed in a season and um, I find other things to do <laughs> rather than go to football that's kind of the time that's come for me to say maybe 18, 20 years or whatever it is that I'm a season ticket holder I've got to do something else for a little while and just give it up So What, yeah. what might change
0: your mind between now and August?
3: Probably nothing between now and this August if I'm honest It'll be, a, it'll be a let's have a complete break from going it's, I'm not saying I'll never go again because I will and I know I'll probably go next season at various times but just not to get a season ticket um, I guess it's like you've all said it's a, it's a results game to some extent and we are as fans we are now incredibly in, we want it all instantly we've been, we've been successful over the last few years at various times and we've tasted that success and don't get me wrong it's amazing and we all want to be there and we want it now and you can just see that on social media. It's an instant thing. I want it now, and we're not getting it now. And that's sometimes hard to take. Um, I just think, like I say, the, the element of it being a chore is what's really got to me this year. I've not, I've not enjoyed it at all. So that's, that's why I made that call. But yeah, I don't doubt that. Come, come the first home game of the season in August, I will probably. And when I leave the last game this season, I will be quite emotional probably and I will probably regret doing it in, in a lot of ways because I've had some absolutely fantastic games at that place and I'm things I will never forget have happened to me being an Norwich fan and I will always be a Norwich fan but just not a season ticket holder for a little
1: while I've been pretty close to that as well the last two or four seasons I yeah. know oh my wife gets frust- quite frustrated because every season I say oh I'm not sure I'm not sure and yeah. then I do renew. For me, Hang on, she gets frustrated when she thinks she might have to put up with you every Saturday or, <laughs> yeah. or she's frustrated when you go she's in? She's former, she undoubtedly. Gonna, you could ask her. Uh, but for me, I think for the thing that keeps me going back is the atmosphere. And that's what's making me consider not renewing at the moment is the atmosphere is so hideous uh, that that is what makes me think oh, I'm, I'm not enjoying this as much. Because people don't get behind the team. People just stand there in silence and and moan and that is less fun to me than going and having a sing and having a chat with your mates mm. that said i'm optimistic that next season is going to be a more enjoyable season in all regards both atmosphere and on the pitch which is why i've renewed this season if this time next season we're in a similar position in terms of the atmosphere and the general kind of apathy that is all around you in the barclay then i probably won't renew one. so
3: what just out of interest for me what what do you think is making you feel that you're going to give it you know, you're going to give it one more go? You say you're optimistic. What makes you optimistic, particularly? I
1: guess the stuff that makes me optimistic is the stuff that goes on a little bit uh, unseen around sort of Bartley and Norwich yeah. and more positive noises from the club in terms of safe standing being not so far away. Uh, the club made quite a lot of positive noises last season about doing what they could to do atmosphere. And in my opinion, they've done almost nothing. But again, there was the recent... Uh, uh, the trust Yeah. where uh, Thomas Mark Mooden who we had on here before from Butler Norwich spoke to Stuart Webber and spoke to Tom Smith and you you get the right noises coming out of the club yep. and I'm an eternal optimist so I think I oh, will maybe next season it, it will be better yep. if it's still not better and they're still making as little progress as they've made this season then I'll be much closer to not renewing
0: I think the a lot of how much you feel um, a lot of how much I feel akin to the club is how much I get to go so because of, since my little boy came along I haven't been able to go away hardly at all I mean Craven Cottages and the Emirates are the only two away games I've done this year which is the fewest for a long time um, but that's because well other than the initial year my boy was born sorry but when I've been able to like go to them um, and I think that because you're away, you just naturally seeing so mm-hmm. much more, and you are in those three, four hundred little groups where you're you're singing really loudly. I think that 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 kind of carries over your goodwill towards towards the act of going to football. Like like because I think fundamentally, Lauren, I think um, I agree that it is the it's the fun of going, um, and the, what it comes down to is what different people attribute that fun to. For some people the end result, the scoreline, carries a little bit more weight than perhaps it does for you. Um, And in in my eyes, um, I was literally having this conversation with my dad actually, um, earlier this week, that uh, I I actually think a last minute equaliser away is more entertaining or more fun. You look back more fondly and the feeling of elation is greater than a 4-0 win at home. 4-0 wins at home are fun, 2-0 wins at home are fun. But August at Craven Cottage, when Nelson banged in the, bang, tapped in the equaliser, after not really playing that well, we didn't really know many of the players that well. We weren't playing for anything at that point. We didn't know, you know, we didn't know what the season was going to hold. So it was nothing to do with the importance of the game. It was, you know, literally nothing on it. But that feeling that hasn't been matched all season. But it was great. And actually, one of the things that, and then the Emirates away, they was great that was one of the reasons I felt so optimistic then. Um, That was one of the reasons why I was carried away with the 1-0 wins and the nicking things, which, and lots of the things that I have since found um, have giving me warning signs for next season, it was because I felt so connected to the the club as someone who has been and sung and, and, and been involved. And I think because I've started to watch it more and more analytically, because I am in a quieter part of the ground, therefore it's been more... I've always been. I've almost been forced to judge my feelings on it purely on the quality of what's being served up, as opposed to the experience of being an Norwich City fan. Like, like he um, said, I will always be an Norwich fan, um, and I, I don't think I'll ever not renew unless finance or illness or something literally prevents me doing it. I just think it's. I think it's too ingrained to, what, what I'll do. But, I, but I've got other very close friends mandy who have also not renewed and mm-hmm. um, and that you used the word chore um when we were talking before we pressed record and that and so one of my good friends that's exactly the word that he used he's just said it and he said did it in his email to the club you know it has it's become a chore um, yes. he, he'd rather
2: he, he'll meet us for the for, for pints before the game and he'll just stay in the pub. And it's really interesting that you know, the club haven't released That's the number the same, exactly because the it thing. must be way down <clears> or <throat> not yeah. what they expected. Yeah. Because usually they're like, yeah, it's 19,000, we're really positive, thanks to all the fans. We've usually heard something by now, yeah. we've heard nothing. And they've had plenty of opportunities because there's been two or three results, with, uh, three or three
0: events where the top brass have been yeah, absolutely. I
3: wish now I'd asked, it was after the event, it's always the way you think about it, after our AGM last Thursday when there was a few people there, I wish I'd said, come on, give us an update, And just would have been interested to see what they came up with. And that That's might it.
1: actually, in terms of the atmosphere, that might be a benefit for next season mm-hmm. to have Agreed. maybe more casual fans coming in who who for going is. A novelty rather than a mm. oh we're Saturday at three I'd better go to the football.
2: Yeah. Which then, it is it is for me, it is for lots of people. Like it's it's, a sense of duty. That's, yeah, that's yeah, how I feel. It is, a, feel a, it is yeah. a sense of duty yeah. to go, but it's not always that you enjoy it because also, you know, we haven't I been that entertaining this season.
3: Ironically our, our success in terms of the numbers of season tick holders, which we've been yeah, you know, we've been very, you know, very high numbers for years, in a way maybe is now becoming a little bit of a downfall because we've got a long a lot of long serving, long time. Like you say, duty-bound people that feel they have to go. And there hasn't been maybe the opportunity for younger, um, more sort of casual fans to come along and change the, the makeup of the fan base maybe so much. So if, if people don't renew, like myself, there could be the opportunity then for others to come in and, and maybe take our place in that sense that will maybe change things and things will start to move atmosphere-wise and other things maybe.
0: I think a lot, of, we, we felt maybe, um, sorry, I'll change that, I felt a little bit let down um, by the positive noises made in the off-season around, uh, sorry that's an NFL-ism, um, what do you say in football? Close season, football, or whatever, close season, yeah. wherever, in the summer, yeah. um, about the fact that we weren't getting, uh, we, we're going to help with the atmosphere, um, John's not having a wee, he's just pouring some water. I do um, that away from was <laughs> <mic. laughs> just a bit loud. <laughs> I completely agree. And but, I think, and, but I think, sorry, just to finish that point though, I think a lot of that may well be fixed this time round because I don't think they can be anywhere near as complacent as I think they were going into this season. I think they're finally going to go, oh shit, people aren't going to come.
1: I completely agree. I think this time last season they made all the right noises and then nothing has happened. But again, the right noises are being made and hopefully this time by different people who have power or a desire. So Weber in particular seems to get it. He seems to understand how you need that atmosphere. But
2: I don't That's think it's high on his list of priorities, isn't it? I think Probably it's no becoming higher. It. Or influence. No, I think it's becoming higher on his list of priorities. Well I think if he asked for something, I think he'd get it, but I don't think, it. I don't think, it. I don't think it's way up on his list. It's like think, well, let's it's, get but, the right well, players first. Okay,
0: so let's let's be super cynical. The the push for it and the guy leading the the focus group and the guy leading it to start with, his position was head of marketing. So I think it was more of a brand thing, a bit of a fancy thing to say that the club is interested in. This is this is quite he'd come, you know, the the guy only lasted about a month or so and he moved on to another opportunity. He'd come from England cricket, he had lots lots of bright fresh new ideas, and I think this was one of them that seemed like a relatively easy thing to do. Yeah, we'll get Tom Smith to to sit in on it, and it's you know doesn't cost as much to just go to the, the top of the Barclay or whatever and and have a couple of focus meetings. Um, and as soon as that drive was gone, it was all of a case of sudden. All of a case of well, how long is that going? Sorry, flagpole going to be how and um, how big is that banner going to be? Or oh, you can't bring that drive in here. And and all of a sudden, you just think, well, you haven't you haven't really made any difference to anything. So, I'm 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 hopeful that as Lorne says, the the noises are being starting to be made again. I'm hopeful that actually they're really going to reach out to the fan groups like um, Barclay and Norwich and, and Longcombe Norwich, et cetera, and give give us the opportunity to, to drum that support up. Because again, you see what happened with the Ipswich march. Yeah, okay, that was that was Ipswich, but that was hairs on the back of the neck stuff. That was walking down Wembley Way stuff. You know, it was um, not quite on the same level, but things like that are make you re-engage and it will help some of the people me included who have started to think about it analytically and purely based on how quickly we move the ball how many chances we create etc and start us Think more like, uh, oh, you know, see that massive gang gaggle of people all chanting and moving to the ground as one? Yeah. I'm one of I them. I, I'm, I'm in with that, even if I'm not currently singing or if I'm sitting in a different stand. I You know, you, you've seen those, vid- seen those yeah, videos yeah. on social media being shared of those mental knowledge supporters going nuts. <laughs> yeah, i was a season ticket hold as well. Yeah. It's like a badge of honour. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's more plans already for the start of next season. There's obviously very little point in doing it toward the end of this season because well there's nothing there's nothing to well, play for it's really better think, yeah. it's better to say keep our powder
0: dry it's more likely to get it's more likely to get momentum if in the early days it is it is paired with decent results and and, and early season promise because you can have two or three draws in a row yeah. in August, September, October and um, I know that's not the order of the month missed out September um, <laughs> but I'm useless you hate Host. September I don't yeah, know yeah, I've always <laughs> had a problem with it um, we did really well in September didn't we yeah that's March. why I hate it yeah <laughs> 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 so I'll be it it, it if I I think you, you like I say if you, if you start to shift the dynamic into oh there is a group of people who go for the atmosphere because there's going to be one um you, you're more like you're more likely to dampen the the why do we go to football conversation
2: yeah um, in fairness though in terms of we kind of accuse the club of being an days call I've had contact from the club in the last week or so maybe two weeks saying we absolutely want to continue the atmosphere conversation we will be doing so we'll contact you soon. I was of the view, well, look, we've only got three or four home games left. Like, I can fully see what you'd park it for a bit. And they were like, no, we wish to continue the conversation. And that's, with the head of marketing chat, long gone. So there are people at the club who care about it. I think probably they've been caught up in the bond and, you know, everything that's been going on. I think in club.
3: fairness to, you know, certain, you know, Steve Stone in particular and, and Stuart Webber, I think they are definitely open to the discussion about a lot more things. I mean, compared to some previous people we've had in post, I think they are yeah there's a lot more um a lot more interest in, in engaging with fans on, on all sorts of different levels and yeah there are a number of different fan groups that also cater for different things as well so that's where they've got to try and balance everything but for me atmosphere whether you're you know a barclay ender or river ender like you know it's important and i think it helps they do they are the two things are intrinsically linked mm-hmm. and you're right when you say that yeah you know, the football's got to generate some of that as well but you know you can see how they are they are associated together if you get the good atmosphere you get the singing you get the crowds you'll start to see the football hopefully you'll see that in the players as well
0: yeah we, we it should be a much harder place to go given it was. G- well yeah <laughs> it, it it has <laughs> it been but but, but even this season it should have been a much harder mm-hmm. place to come because because when I mean, you see the attendance figures that are almost laughable obviously when the guy gets it wrong then they're wrong but you know <laughs> yeah. they they're doing it based on you know t- <laughs> tickets, tickets taken yeah. as a, as opposed to you know actually what is um
1: who's bummed like on seas yeah. That's used, understandable. You used an interesting word earlier when you said the players looked like they were hiding. Like no, Murphy. Oh, sorry. sorry. Well, <laughs> an interesting word was used earlier when yes. you said players were hiding. Um people like Josh Murphy is is an absolute confidence player. And yeah. if, if he pings one in the upper river end and everyone gets on his back, he will hide. Like happened with Upgun as well. Yeah, yeah. It happens with lots of players it humans. was
3: interesting that something happened on Friday where a similar thing, you know, he made a mistake on the back. Jamal made a mistake probably a few minutes either before or after I can remember when it was and there was a, a ripple of, of, of maybe a few murmurs yeah, four years like, though
0: For, four years of uh, Murphy's had four years of, 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 of being able to achieve his potential
3: but he's still a confidence player and he still
0: doesn't Absolutely. know how to get wouldn't back. listen mate he can be 35 I don't boo Norwich players I don't I don't moan at Norwich players I'll moan at the manager um, because I look at the team as a whole do you my main, main, I hate mine about the managers oh, mate, oh, I haven't noticed I'll be devastated <laughs> if he uh, <yeah>, uh, <laughs> certainly doesn't manage anything in my, my my opinion but if if I'm not sure if he can hear me for him and I'm right opposite him so I try and volley the abuse to him <laughs> um, like
1: if in, in Germany it's just interesting though no, how he he's happy to criticise Farker but if anyone criticises him
2: Yeah, it's all antsy.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so moving on to um,
0: our main topic of conversation tonight, which is that supporting Norwich City has kind of, as as Launay has just perfectly demonstrated, has become a kind of insult-laden Brexit-style process um, where you've got those that are are deemed as happy clappers um, who have kind of fingers in their ears, la, 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 everything's fine, everything will be rosy, Farker can do no wrong, Weber can do no wrong, and then you have... The impatient, ignorant, kind of pant that uh, are all about results and don't understand that football shouldn't just be about the results, etc. etc. Like, naturally, the truth is in between those things. But what, what I have found particularly wearing, um, and, and, I, and I tweeted this and then got loads of abuse, um, Not I mean, not even just the normal abuse. Um, which almost kind of then proved the point immediately that I, I just think it's sad that you can't just agree that you've got different opinions on football without there being a, a kind of sneering tone, and it's it's exactly what those who who voted Leave f- uh, complain complain
1: about. But it's interesting you um, you you then said you criticised something, so people criticised you and you didn't like it.
0: No, I didn't say that. I said I. I've got no problem with people criticising my opinion and saying I think you're wrong because of this. What I don't like is oh well you don't understand football oh well you 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 know you're which you're which is only what going you said about Parker.
2: Results. But do you think that happens? Like you don't understand football? Yeah, I, I see it on Twitter, I Twitter every day. A, I see it a bit, but then in I, fairness, I don't get I don't get much of it. But um, I probably mute out those people because they're just fucking no, idiots and I think there's the there's two polar opposite like but then you're just Trump creating an echo off. chamber
0: for yourself I think it's really really important it's why I search Trump tweets it's why it's why I look for I go looking for the polar opposite opinion so for so like again I, I think Brexit is the perfect analogy because during the Brexit process or so rather during the referendum I was making sure I was stepping out of my echo chamber to look at what the people in the opposite opinion to me were saying and um, and it's Uh, frightening at times but the but the the language that was being used by those that were intending on voting leave were uh, which were you know outside of my echo chamber spoiler alert um (laughs) liberal lefty but they were they were using the term they were using the terminology that is similar to how i think a lot of the people who aren't happy with the current state of things feel which is if you like Every, everyone who voted League was racist. Obviously, that's not true. Everyone who voted League was purely doing it for selfish financial reasons. Obviously, that's not true. It might be true for those of them. Putting, I'm putting that kind of argument aside. But the point is, it's almost like you're you're deemed to not be Loni's favourite term of mine, the football intelligentsia. If you can't see, if you, if you can't see, be patient, if you can't see that we're clearly building on something. And, and what I respond to every time when someone's being silly and, and just using silly language, I always try and respond completely in a mild manner of fashion and say, and I did this on Monday night, show me, show me the progress. They say, oh, clearly it's a work in progress. Great. Can you point to a couple of things you have seen in progress? Where's the progress? Who has got better? Um. In in, in in what area in 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 what way are we better defense seems to have been fixed a bit massively at the behest of going forward so okay I'll give you that one although there is a caveat with it what else is better and people point to oh no you know it's in the first season new manager bounce they get they get results out of people after 10 games if they, if they can re- really get things up and going again you say that's probably not long term there's, there's caveats for these things but when there's a, an argument and a counter argument all the time, how can that therefore mean that one person's opinion is is completely wrong? It, the, the answer is probably far more in the middle, and it actually comes down to that we've got, we're have got we so used to having something to play for, and because there is a void of anything to talk about and look at, i.e., oh shit, are we going to stay up this year? Or, are or how, how are they getting on? How are they getting on? Or shit, I hope Derby drop points so we can get in the top six. In that vacuum of the season means nothing, the football means nothing. There aren't enough chances and results to talk about. We're not getting spanked that often, really. We're certainly not winning that, winning by a lot regularly. The Norwich fans have kind of created their own situation to moan at, at each other about, and it and it's got it's got really quite vicious. If you step outside of the just following people, but who agree. But isn't that poetry. also true
3: culturally yeah. anyway? About a lot of things. You use Brexit as the analogy, but that's, it's about a lot of other things. And social media, for all its good is also, I wouldn't say bad, but it it can lead to these kind of arguments behind a screen. We're having a conversation with us here in in a room. If we disagree about something, I'm sure we'll be quite respectful about it, whatever side of the argument we might be on behind the keyboard it's far easier to just tap out a yeah. few words and be critical and be quite rude and aggressive actually when you're not fronting up to that person to have that discussion but you're right it's the vacuum of anything else to talk about leads us to have an argument or a debate about where's who has testimonial or whether Weber meant to say that fans should just bugger off from norwich and not come back and we're suddenly having a debate about these things which really aren't even worth debating let's be honest we want to be talking about the football that's the issue we have yeah. a lot that football we'll to talk about um it's hard though because you want to talk about something but it's you see it and you just have to step back and say, Do you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into an argument with this, this particular person because I'm quite Happy to listen to people's opinions, and you and I will discuss. What well, about mine? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, give yeah. It if we come on which, again, yeah. <laughs> which which shell? Which which bit of the shell was I in on, on that side of the argument? It's another issue, but you know, I'm happy to listen to opinion, but I don't necessarily agree with everybody. But that's that's the mark of an educated person, isn't it, to have a discussion about something and say, do you know what, you know, you might hate Daniel Farker in inverted commas and shout at him from the touchline. I'm prepared to give him a bit more of a chance. We might not even agree about why that is that I'm giving him a chance, but we can have a discussion. On Twitter and on social media, it's just you can't even have that to debate with somebody, which is which is a shame because actually some fans out there have got some really good points to make if they just weren't so hell bent on offending everybody.
0: Yeah, and and I think I've always been I've long been proud to be an Orange fan because we are a genuinely quite a mild mannered bunch, yeah. um, and 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 I thought that we were one of the clubs that um, the way that social media has been used in the last two or three years, you know, ignoring Facebook. I'm talking mainly about Twitter, just because of the Facebook stuff that I looked at a couple of years ago, which is the last time I gave it a chance. It did seem to be people really quite one end of the spectrum or the other in terms of what was going on there. But the the conversation tends to be fairly fairly decent, and people and people follow each other who have fairly different views and yep. will regularly go kind of kind of tete And I, it just saddens me a bit. That we seem to, that that societal thing that you just were alluding to, man, it seems to have got into us through this vacuum
1: of we've got nothing else to focus mm-hmm. on, so let's turn on each other. I think it was here last season as well. I think it's it's a long, an, an ongoing thing. I don't. I think you only think of it as being worse now because you're in now. I think under Alex Neil there was a. Mm-hmm. Kneel out, kneel in. Oh, I, I think, think it was a very similar thing. You know, it's it's, social media doesn't I encourage a, nuanced debate, does it? Social media encourages get as much attention as possible yes, and the way you do that is by saying something so outrageous right. so if you possible. use
0: it properly it enables like so you know
2: there's, yeah, there's um, so you tell people how to use Twitter <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to say that's, that's itself, you tell people
0: how to watch, how to watch football no, I, don't, I tell people how to, to it depends football. who
2: you're debating with doesn't it and that's where you say about the echo chamber and I think there's probably 5% at both ends where it's just like <laughs> they're not worth it they're just absolutely not worth engaging with and there's that full on 90% who yeah like you say Mandy will disagree um, but can respectfully disagree. It's not a Norwich issue. I've just read an yeah, article yeah. in Nottingham Forest's really, really brilliant fanzine, yeah. Bandy and Shinty, where it's exactly the same, Nottingham Forest. And the whole article is pretty much as you've just said it, you know, almost word for word. So They're probably more eloquent than, than Ipswich <laughs> yeah. the
1: same thing at the moment, in terms of... Really, um, are there any positive people? <laughs> no. yeah, but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what the Ipswich one is. You know, it's, just, it's a bit Mickey Mick out, and it's... Blame Mick, blame Marcus yeah. Evans. Yeah, I see that. That's yeah. their similar thing. And mm-hmm. again, you're, there's two spectrums. There's, it's all Marcus Evans' fault. It's all McCarthy's fault. It's, I think it's a societal thing, as Mandy said. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think there's anything we can do to solve here. The way I solve it is well, that's how I say, that's if, what I say. if we teams, lose <laughs> uh, on Monday, yesterday after the QPR game, I going to go near Twitter. Like, I'm not looking at it because like it doesn't. Again it doesn't affect
0: me yeah, I loved, so it, I loved your message That we got though no, We got a message From you saying That sounded excellent <laughs> <laughs> That's all we needed Which, which I thought Was brilliant It <laughs> goes back
3: To that expectation Discussion we had earlier There is an expectation That we want Everything now We want the success We want Farker to come in And in that first week of August Go right We're on it We yeah, are We're, we're, yeah. we're going to win every game We're going to be Absolutely stonking With all these Lower league German players Woohoo
1: There was a classic <laughs> moment And uh, I feel a bit bad name and checking in But he likes it Attention. so me and John went on Talk No Cities podcast before the season started and we were talking in that about how this is going to take time it's going to people are going to need to be patient and Chris Reeve said I'm going to be patient I'm definitely going to be patient I'm completely on board with this patient thing I know it's going to take time and then Jack asked where do you think we'll finish and Chris said I think we'll be champions I'm just sure we'll be champions Jack and said I said that, at the time Chris no Chris said, said it yeah. and yeah. I said yeah. at the time that's patient Chris and he said no no I'll be patient about it I just think we're going to win the league and even with the patients, that expectation was still there that we were gonna I'm like, well, he, he was, I, I do I thought really well in the division. And I thought, we, right. I
0: thought we I thought we'd do better than we are. Yeah, he was uh, he was on a Radio Norfolk Canary Call um on s- 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 Monday. Uh, and uh, he, he did say I was he he basically did make that exact point though. He said I was trying to be patient as long as I can, but he is uh, he and I are now um in a similar boat whereby We would love to be positive, we would love to be patient but we don't feel there has been enough from a football point of view to feel like, for me there are more warning signs of I don't think we are the current coaching setup might not just be Farker, it might be that he needs someone better alongside him, someone more experienced, someone who knows the English league. I don't know what it is. But when you've got Ivo Pinto marking a six foot six guy, when Zimmerman is marking a, a small guy, that's one tiny thing. When you've got everyone in the box for a corner, so you've got you haven't got one of your faster players on uh, on, on the halfway line, so you haven't got a route of But I'm I just I've just said there are there are so many of these but, little tiny little things in microcosm you think. If there weren't so many of those where I think that's basic coaching. But do not and think if you I can a lot see of other clubs it, can do it. See well. it.
2: Like, and I think a lot of other clubs do those little things that you're talking but about. They're it just, but they're not working for us. Well, no, they're not. But it's, it's frustrations. but it's frustrations up and down the country. And I think whatever the manager or the head coach does, there's always going to be these little things. Why didn't you make the substitution five minutes earlier? Why is Ivo Pinto marking Matt Smith? You know what? And it's probably not worth having the substitution debate because I think we'll wow. all agree that yeah. he doesn't make them early enough. But at the same time there's all these tiny little things and I think sometimes we focus on what we're getting wrong mm-hmm. rather than what we're getting right. And the defence is a key point in, in terms of that. But whether it, was it be, yesterday. It wasn't, no, agreed. But actually I think, I'd kind of noted on the prep here, look, I did prep and everything. Well, I mean, but um <laughs> I don't everyone's gone, Oh, why aren't we playing a you know back three? Why have we gone to a back four? I think that's complete red herring. And the issue around the defence, I know we're kinda of going off on a tangent is we haven't got Teddy and we haven't got Tribal at the moment because when, we've got, risk, when yeah. we've got Tribal we look yeah. absolutely solid when we haven't we look a bit roping you know mm-hmm. no, wasn't you the tweet of <coughs> the
0: stats about wins with and wins no, with you no know, it was someone else but I think it was Ewan Wilson and it was a really good tweet
2: that it was like 55% win with like 18, 18 without or something. It's really and he is an injury prone player so we can't rely on him. We need to make sure that... we won't have next year. So again, yeah. too so. many... But is it? Or have we got Ben Godfrey coming back and Louis Thompson coming back and Kenny McLean coming in? Yeah. So I think there is some planning for the future and I think that's what I'm encouraged about. But I get your argument that there are lots of little things that I see going wrong that could be put right quite quickly and we're not.
1: And I would say, I just had one little thing. So uh, in terms of Pinto marking uh, Matt Smith and then Zimmerman marking someone else... In isolation, you could say, well, obviously our best header of the ball has to be Mark and Matt Smith. But you don't know that they haven't watched QPR beforehand. And what QPR do is play into Matt Smith and then Matt Smith wins the first header, but it's yeah, the, the second, second header that's team. the danger. And therefore you have Zimmerman or Hanley on the second ball. You accept that you're not maybe going to win the first ball because Matt Smith is six yeah. for eight and a giant. So you don't use up one of your best defenders trying to win that. And yes, you can say, oh, there's this little thing going wrong and this little thing going wrong. But if you can see it, a, some, a football coach can see it, but mm. like, there must be a reason for it. And I think that's why I'm less of a mode of a more happy-clappy is because I I don't think think I know best. I trust that they know what they're doing and they're doing it for a reason. You do and kind I of think you know best. I always think it. I know but best. Think, <laughs> you know, sorry, that's the point. In, in
0: saying that you don't think you know best, it, almost in it is the reverse of that is, that that, impre- that impresses onto the moners, of which I am clearly one in this in this analogy. We must we must think we know best, and that my point is not that that has had been done for a reason. The the all the people in in the penalty area not have always having someone on the posts. The, the various different little things that annoy different people, and everyone's got their, their little hill on which they'll die. Lo- those are people who've got things that they get really, really angry about. Short corners. There's a guy behind me, oh, oh my I god, I think he's gonna have a heart attack every time they try and a short, short corner. Oh, I love a short oh, corner. Oh, mate, I'm, corner. I'm, I'm fine. I love a short I'm, corner. I'm, I can take or leave him. The We've guy, the guy the a couple of rows behind me, honestly, you can't stand it and if he thinks one's happening he'll start going, rrr, rrr, rrr. What going but anyway I don't mind anything being tried I don't mind anything being tried two or three times I don't think mind things coming in and out throughout the season my problem with this coaching regime is how little change there seems to be and the subs is actually a fantastic example of it he hasn't tried changing things on fifty minutes to see if maybe that maybe this gap that gets a result out of these players. Maybe actually being pissed off that you get yanked at half time will get a reaction out of a particular striker the next week. Maybe if you try having two people pushed out on the corners, which is what Wolves did when they were defending corners, they had two forward players in the um, in the corners of the halfway line to kind of stretch us and, make, and you could see the panic in the City players' eyes when they did it a couple of times at Carrow Road this season. Oh, this is different. What do we do? We haven't been drilled for this. And... Um, the, the point is, if you always do the same thing, you know, definition of insanity, you expect a different result from doing the same the thing. The inflexibility
3: is an issue, I think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The
0: only thing that we've been consistent at this season is slow passing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's consistent from game to game to game. And every now and again, an attacking game of football breaks out. And every now and again, and, and yes, 100%, we are harder to, we have more of the ball, so the other team creates fewer chances. No problem with that. That's a fantastic principle. Yep, I'd love us to build on that. But the, I, I just would love that... I would love to be um, half full enough to to be... And, and not even be half full. I would love to well, feel like I'm being completely neutral and just see... Because I feel like I'm being neutral. I'm not trying to mind. So let's take slow yeah.
1: passing football and the Fulham game. Which yeah. I think you would say now was an example of us playing slow pedestrian passing football. Mm-hmm. yeah In that game, I think five, six, seven times first half, we tried, Ranjic in particular... But Madison a little bit as well, and even uh, Zimmerman played a couple of longer balls. We tried to go direct, and we got into a situation three or four times where we were in, or we would be, we were one pass away from being in, and the run was made at the wrong time, or the pass was played behind the runner. The one where Murphy went clear through, and you thought, "Give it to Madison! Give it to Madison! Give it to Madison!" And he tried to give it to Scribeni and it just got cut out. They were all examples where we upped the tempo, we looked quite dangerous going forward, but it fizzled out before it became overly exciting. And, and as a result, that. you'd look back and thought, well, that was dull. Mm. It wasn't dull. It was it was close to being really good, but well, it wasn't really good.
2: On that point, you both, in your reviews for the Reading game, said Mario Vrancic, more direct, balls over the top, Murphy and On o- Hernandez in behind the defence, playing those balls, gave us an extra dimension so I think to say nothing's changed that we're not trying anything is a little bit churlish in that respect and actually we are trying things we're not getting them all right very few of them
1: no we are trying them. They're I just, think not, we're trying, trying very few, few things, things. let's go, let's go say Stuart Webber
2: so Stuart Webber's come out this week and said if you're not entertained Bolton at home which you agreed that first half was absolutely fantastic one yep. touch two touch football Oliveira looked like a link man we had loads of movement around the box that's where we're trying to get to we're nowhere near it in terms of offensively, but that's where we're trying to get to. And I think that you know he made a good point. All right, the fans should stay away if they can't get on board with with what we're trying to do.
3: Misinterpreted, all right. I yeah. Think I think it has been yeah, misinterpreted. Good. I think, yeah.
2: But I think he was kind of saying, were you not entertained yes, at that point? Effect, and yeah. we all were. Yeah. It's just that we didn't capitalise on it, yeah. and that might he come back to Spurs. Yeah. Burton, so he says exactly, in September yeah. was gash. Same result, but the, completely yeah, exactly,
3: different yeah. game or a different half yeah. in particular. That's what he's trying to compare. Yeah. There is the the shoots of progress, if you like, because there are different games. And I can see where he's coming from. And he and he did not mean stay away if you don't want to follow Norwich. I think he just meant if you can't be entertained by that sort of football, yeah. then you shouldn't probably be watching any kind of football. And I do get his point, but it's hard because you just want it, you do want that success and you want to see something more 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 than we've got at the moment i think that's that's what a lot of fans are frustrated about is it just doesn't seem to be a, a more instant or a more big a big step success it feels like it's very very like like friday against put a very slow build up it's not getting anywhere particularly quickly but it is a, it is a definitely you can see they're already saying you know, season's going to be ending soon. It's almost pretty much die to death, and we're going to be focusing on the summer. They clearly have a lot of things in the pipeline in terms of their planning, not just for this season, but already talking about next season and beyond. Already someone signed. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yep.
1: That was- and just a one final thing on Weber's com- comments before we move on. I think it's very, very interesting that the people who've got most upset at the perception that Weber has criticised them are the people who are most critical of
2: Weber and yeah. Falke and the team. Yeah. so yeah just to acknowledge on that debate we were going to ask on our Twitter questions um, Adam Brandon asked a really good question about what do we attribute the hysterical reactions to everything Norwich do at the moment to but we've kind of just had that debate. So. He's great on Twitter so as well. He's excellent on Definitely. Twitter. Definitely give, yeah. um, give Adam Brand, um, Brand a follow. Yeah. We've just kind of answered it for you, Adam. So what thanks. is our, what our second question, we Are we on Twitter questions, Gimba? We've got a few, so I'll just cherry-pick the best ones. We've got Fuba. Um, okay, this probably doesn't apply to this panel, but we are... So Mark Woodruff on Twitter, or Woodroof, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, says, we're mostly on board for what has been sold to us as a transition period. With this in mind, how many games are we expected to give the regime next season before we insist on change?
0: Why are we not the right panel? Well you that?
2: you're insisting on change now? That's why we're no, not, not the right panel. I'm not.
0: I told oh, you. we are next year. I was challenged. I was challenged in uh, in a WhatsApp group today. Who who do you replace him with? And and my answer is Adam
3: Partridge. Shrug gif. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Actually, no. It was Kenty on on Twitter who challenged me that. I, I
3: think the remember. other interesting point about that question itself is the financial position you know we we are where we are partly you could argue to the fact that we've had such a term, turmoil and a, tra- mm. a transfer over of managers and players and can we afford if it wasn't to go very well at the start of next season where would we, where would we sit in that whole affordability debate um the Good. affordability against not getting promoted or not doing well enough or be god forbid getting relegated against cutting our losses and saying right we start again so with
0: that in mind could we afford um to go with such an unproven set such an unproven coach
3: we already have we're already there
0: yeah but that's my point we've already we've already made that gamble and you know
1: yeah I think you you definitely can afford that because your thinking immediately becomes long term yes and not short termism which might cost less short term Mm. but ultimately costs more I think to answer Mark's question I was going to say we haven't really done it for me for me uh, I would give Farker all of next season (laughs) (laughs) completely (laughs) agree because I would say he needs two more or Winter. you can judge him properly on two more windows the summer is a big a big big window for him and I well,
3: think
0: Weber
2: he... isn't it Weber that picks he's got to set the regime here which yeah. Yeah. is fair so we yeah. including yeah. Weber in there you
1: give the regime this summer which is a big transfer window for them and I think the first half of next season is very much a set the stage half of the season and I think if we reach Christmas anywhere from 10 or less points off the playoffs then you go into January with something to build on and then you give him January them January and then you give them the end of next season and if next season we finish outside the playoffs then you maybe look at it and it depends then on context of how you finish
2: the season so I agree with that and that's a lovely best case scenario, I guess. Or we, you've maybe talked about that. No, best cases. case scenario has been top of the league. All, right, <laughs> All right. So, a decent scenario is we're in and around the playoff mix. Um, and I would agree, like I say, given the season, I think actually it does take another couple of windows. We've got some players already in the offing. We've got Ben Godfrey to come back. Carlton Morris might, probably won't offer another dimension up top. You know, we've got options incoming. But we're in a relegation scrap come Christmas. What do you do? Well,
1: yeah, then I think. Then you, I guess you look the at it
2: a little bit earlier, yeah. and you
1: again it will come down to context of are yeah. we in a relegation scrap because we've got seventeen injuries and he's playing Harrison Reed at right back, or if I pin on my right back. Um, <laughs> for me, it's quite context specific depending on yeah, how, how we're looking and how, what the shape of the squad is like.
0: That but, was the point I was gonna gonna make though, because um, you you defined. Enjoying the football and giving them time based on what we do on a pitch. So, and then the 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 initial answer to that question was all about the results and where we are on the table. So, for I would I would buy I would buy now finishing fourteenth again next year, and seeing those four threes, plus four and against. Like I I would I would buy now having a thrilling up and down season where we win lose and draw a similar amounts to what we've done this season. We don't go anywhere, but we have some proper.
2: Yeah, good, sport, good old, good year. old rucks, mm-hmm.
0: good old championship. In, anyone can win on any given Saturday. Proper up and down barnstormers. I'd be well up for that. I, I would sign up for that, and I would say, uh, and the one thing I'd want because this is the thing with Alex Neil, I never had a problem with his style of football or anything like that. My problem with with, with him was just inconsistency. My problem with him is I didn't I didn't think that he had the ability to um, uh, go from an impact manager. To a long term, right? How do I now build on yeah. this? And then what, what are the pieces I need to kick on? Which is why they did really well some weeks then really bad the other weeks with basically the same starting 11. Didn't have a problem with his use of substitutes, didn't have a problem with very very little of Alex Neil. Far fewer problems with Neil than I've got with, with Farker. Um, But I, I, I did feel that it was right to change Neil because I thought that I, I don't think he's got the, the presence to, to kind of kick that on. Um, with with Farkas, I would uh, he will have a completely um, clean slate in terms of if he gets some new players in I won't immediately write them off as are they Webber and Farkas players I, I just want to see
3: you may not in or, some of our fans will In well yeah <laughs> fair enough
0: <on> but, <laughs> but, but, but in August, August September time I want to see um, for example Hernandez prime example and this is answering the question in, in terms of like how long we give them if you if we see a couple, say there's five new ones, or, or six, six new ones of which, maybe a couple of them are young, youngies and, and for the future project, and we see four of them quite quickly. Yeah. If two or three of those four are along the, in the mould of Hernandez, okay, not a, a pacey winger, but someone who you go, yeah, player, he's a player. Might not be a consistent player, he's got something, he's got a turn of pace. that's something we didn't have before he joined might not be fit yet etc etc he's not a perfect winger if he was he wouldn't be playing for us but he had me on the edge of my seat really enjoyed, enjoyed watching him play he clearly got something if if the summer shows that I think then like Lorne says even if we're mid-table you think yeah no we're going somewhere the, the squad is changing shape again my issue with both Weber and Farker because when it comes to transfers we get muddy noises about well Tribal was actually a Farker player but this one's a Weber player etc etc um, you you until we have it very very clear that Weber's doing all the recruitment don't blame Farker if his players are shit it's all Weber's fault if it's like that fair enough but at the moment we're being told this kind of a collaborative who, thing who
1: buys them doesn't matter doesn't you do. want you want well, it does. So do you want say three It does or four because then that's a massive get-out-of-jail-free card yeah, for Farker. because okay.
0: Farker, Farker was alluding to that when we were having that shit run. Okay. He he was basically saying, "Oh, we don't have the quality." We but your point that.
1: is, you want three or four players to come in and to visibly improve the squad to make you more optimistic and more positive. For about me it. to see what they saw in him, simple right. as that. But yeah, since August, beaters. we can't afford Since August, exactly. you've already had that, and you're not positive. No, not. this bit no because the percentage. O'Neill Hernandez, tribal. Jamal Lewis, Tribal. There's five. Angus Gunn. But he Jamal been, was but been wasn't
0: been yeah, he was being played.
2: Being brought through. There's six. I, you can't say he wasn't a risk, so therefore he wasn't a good signing, though. I, I didn't say it harsh. wasn't a
0: good signing. My, my point is, uh, it's it, the context that I'm not. am not writing off anything that's happened in this last season. I was saying during the summer, I want to see the uh, same again. Yeah, I want. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do you not think our no, recruitment's been decent
2: this year? No, I don't. Not overall. Okay. Next question, we disagree. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Let's go to Josh Keeble. And he says Is it worrying we've made over 50 million in transfer sales in the last two years and considerably lowered our wage bill, and we still have to ask fans to raise £5 million to build part of our new academy? This goes back to what Mandy said before, which is we are where we
0: are Um, and the mismanagement of the club. I'm not a financial expert, which is. Probably no surprise to anyone not to put on anything, but the it, it, there does appear to be a consensus with those like Mandy who are hugely informed and in the know, um of of the the, <laughs> the inner dealings of the club. No, there does there seems to be a consensus that people kind of suck their hair through the teeth and think you yeah, know don't think we did the best we could with the money while we had it. And with that in mind, I I think you kind of have to give the current regime. Yeah the opportunity to have two or three windows to to prove that they can be more resourceful with getting high earners off off out of the club, which however you think they've gone about it, they have done. needed to be done and whilst they might not have done it the right way for it, to all of our opinions, they are doing it. Again, I think it all comes down to to this this summer. I think it's huge. I, 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 put, I, I really do think it's been a it's almost 5050 I would say the recruitment this season. But they've hit on some. There's
2: been some massive misses. But well, I think if we go back to recruitment, if we say right, well it was almost 50-50 mm. and in the market that we're dealing in, I think we're always going to be about 50-50 and it is about plucking those gems. There's going to be some stinkers. There's going to yeah. be some, you know, some James sure, Husbands, well, Stravkars, yeah. Our history is Van, Van yeah. you yeah. know.
1: Doesn't matter how much you sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. I mean, exactly. you look at what
3: we, we you know, Van twinkle That we also you know signed Grant Holt and Wesley Hoolahan for you know comparably very little money and so they you can never predict that's the nature of football it's the nature of business you can't predict what you're going to get when you first sign them and no matter how much scouting you do um
1: Gary Hooper I think is a really good example of that on paper Gary Hooper looked the absolute perfect signing when yeah. we signed you're him.
2: you're thinking he does well he's an England striker we're
0: creating so many chances yeah, yeah. for him
1: absolute finisher and Who's a dad? What I would say on the Bond thing We'll always is... have the
0: New York Stadium, though. What a volley. That was a great boy. Oh, no, a one. One of volley. my favourite away days. There was a
1: guy who celebrated by taking all his clothes off except his <laughs> boxers and standing on the... <laughs> yeah, on yeah, yeah, the, the re- reiki bit. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that the, was he was the one who first went on the Ipswich roof. The Rod Room is horrible. So, one yeah, on yeah. the Bond thing... I liked
0: Millmore, though, the old ground. Oh, no, I hated Millmore. Sorry, Laurie's making a point, John. Should we let him carry on?
1: No, I like Millmore. I watched to punch the woman in the head at Millmore. What?! I went and we now, uh, is this the forum for this we came yeah, back edit this bit and <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say quality we, well? we, okay. <laughs> we came back we came back we came back and David Nielsen scored an equaliser in the last minute in a 4-4 draw we're talking about equalisers away from home yeah and uh, I celebrated by like, a real big fist I was pump. I there as well. And the, the woman in front of, of me... Francis the
0: first two girls, Francis.
1: I only remember the equaliser. The woman in front of me celebrated by leaning back just <gasps> as I did a huge fist pump. <laughs> and I uppercut her in the back of the head. Oh, dear. Um, On the Bond thing... Yeah, we haven't actually yeah. answered What I would say is, is... We did is really it? well. The thing Who's with the Bond... Josh Keeble. Josh, sorry, Josh. sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. The thing with the Bond is, in the club's defence, that was them trying to be innovative that and it was so. doing something different. And... Fans had a choice, like yep. the yep. up in armsness oh, about okay. that. Oh, yeah. well, you're
3: asking me for money? Well,
1: don't give don't, anything. Yeah. Don't just,
3: invest. It's an investment yeah. opportunity.
0: That's it's a all choice. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's <No>. I'm <laughs> mad about that. I didn't <laughs> get Josh. <complained. laughs> as soon as Tony's got any, I'm looking there. at you. I asked the question as well, too. and he's still going against me. I'm about. Let me turn and talk to Tom because he's a fucking idiot. I'm looking at you
1: because you'll move us on at the quiz shortly. But that made me mad. The uproar about the, the club giving fans a choice as to whether or not they wanted to invest in something.
3: I don't want a choice. Yeah, how dare you give me a choice? Yeah, how dare I you, think, you like try you say, something? It was, you know, it had, it, something has to be different, done differently. And yeah, they, they, they're not talking about, um, or talking about rather in the future, using it again, not very quickly, admittedly, because they've got to get other things done first. But yeah, they, they've they got wouldn't. other ideas for, for some innovations in the summer and as well, apparently. Try it. They,
0: need, they need to. They needed to not do the whole big build-up like it was going to be something that was going to please, please the owners.
2: Yeah. Angus going new contract. Oh shit! No, no it's not. I mean, you know,
3: something like we, we talked about at the um, the uh, Canaries, the, the AGM for us was about the things that they're going to do. Because five hundred pounds for some fans was was out of reach for mm-hmm. some fans. Right. going to feel they were going to be a part of it. It didn't even get to the public. Cause, you know, there's the public phase as such. But they have talked about the fact they're going to do other things. So you know, if you're not able to, you weren't able to contribute to that particular investment, they'll be doing other opportunities, lotteries, and they're going to. Really Launch things for the academy, and so you'll be all be able to play a bigger part in the academy generally, which has got to be good news because that's where we're going to get our, our future from. We're not going to get it from the transfer market, we just can't afford to do that anymore. Six. Six.
0: I would like the last Twitter question, please.
2: Uh, who should I go with? Let's go Stuart Wardrobe. What one home match played so far this season, if any, gives you hope that things are going in the right direction and are going to improve next season? And what in particular from that game makes you feel that way? So, I think the, the obvious answer to this is Bolton. But, yeah, yeah Bolton at
1: home. Even you enjoyed the first half of Bolton it's at true. home.
2: At, at, at
0: half-time, I was uh, texting you two saying, this is brilliant, I'm having a great time.
1: I, I genuinely thought someone had taken your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I missed you. How am I reading yeah. this properly? Like,
0: what the hell's going on? It's so positive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 Bolton at home first half is, 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 clearly, is, is clearly the blueprint. And had... I don't want to be Any negative number? but had, had they had they replicated that a few more times over the last few weeks then I would be more confident that that you would you know that they know what they're doing and people but will is say it's only Bolton no we're not experimenting are we, enough are
2: we because we, alright we've played three at the back we've played four at the back we've played one holding midfielder we've played two holding midfielders We've tried Murphy out wide. We tried one Murphy up front, through we've the tried middle. One up front. Well, no, we haven't. Murphy's been playing out front in a two. In a oh, three, so five, so we've five two. up front, we tried none up front. Potentially, <laughs> well, but then you know no, 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 we've no, no, bemoaned no, no. you or you personally have bemoaned our lack of strikers. I don't think it's our lack of strikers. I think we've got enough strikers at the club. We haven't got enough good strikers. At the club. <laughs> Let's, Let's not get back well, on that strikers. Fair enough. So I think we are trying to do things, but clearly offensively, it's not working. And people
1: say it's only Bolton, but you can only beat what's in front not of you,
2: and we did play really well. And on a good run of form at that point, and. To an extent, still are, I think. I don't know. I haven't checked.
0: And, Mandy, where can people learn more about the Canaries Trust and what is the point of you? (laughs)
3: Oh <laughs> a, mm. um, the Canaries Trust, we have a, a website, www.canariestrust.org, um, we're all, I mean myself, um, our chairman and various members of our board are on Twitter, um, so Robin Sainty, Mike Reynolds, our secretary, Gary Field, our treasurer, we're all, we all tweet about football quite a bit, as you guys all do. Um, what is the point of the trust? Fundamentally the trust is here um, to fundraise and, and uh, raise money to buy, buy shares in the club. We want to buy shares in the club. To hold in trust for the fans forever they'll never be sold to anybody else they will always remain the yeah, the fans uh, the fans shares we're currently the 14th largest shareholder we're close to getting some more shares that will make us practically the 13th largest i mean these are small numbers for us but they're big yeah for well for in the grand scheme of things they're quite small numbers but for us this is a big achievement um so yeah we, we're going to keep all those shares for the fans and people who join will have an opportunity to debate all these things like we have. They'll, we all have different opinions about things um, but we all have got one thing in common and that is that is the club that we all, we all love and support, either as a season ticket holder or maybe not in the future. So yeah, I think um, if anyone's interested follow us on Twitter or get to the website and if you want to have a chat with any of us uh, uh, individually, you know, at games or um, over, the, over the airways, you're more than welcome to do so.
0: Just a quick thank you to those who have booked their place in the inaugural Along Come Knowledge Pub quiz. 20th of April at the Rumsey Wells. I point that out, although we've actually sold out of teams pretty quickly. So if the whole shebang goes down pretty well, we might do it on a slightly bigger scale next time, slightly bigger venue, but uh, we had we basically got room there for, for 10 teams um, and they've all signed up, paid their deposit, so we're very much looking forward to that. That will take place between now and the next pod. Um, so we move on to speaking of quizzes the uh, episodic Along Come the Orange quiz that was seamless mate well done thanks buddy uh, <laughs> since the last pod there's been an international break and the FA Cup for semi-finalists booked their places so this week's quiz takes on a bit of that flavour I hope you've been revising your international trivia and FA Cup trivia I don't know no <laughs> um, it wouldn't um, matter if you had. <laughs> Quite, no, they're always really random. <laughs> Mandy, oh, no. you will go first. You have got six questions. You've got a minute to answer six questions. If you don't know, it's best to pass because you might get an easy one later on. I will come back to anything you've passed or got wrong. Okay? All right, Magnus. Your time starts now. Who scored Norwich's first two goals of the 99-2000 season? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, heck. Um, Paul Dagleish
0: Incorrect Which manager won the FA Cup with Wigan in 2013?
3: Oh, nah no, it's, too late. it's too late for dual uh, Pass uh, Who did we sign Jacob Butterfield from? Rotherham Incorrect
0: Who is the only player to score a Premier League hat-trick for Crystal Palace? Andy Johnson Incorrect uh, Who was the England manager before Sven-Goran Eriksson?
3: Oh, heck. Um,
0: <laughs> pass. <laughs> Name one of the England players to score at the 2010 World Cup finals. Uh, Gareth Barry. Incorrect. Uh, <laughs> who scored Norwich's first two goals of the 1999
3: 2000 season?
0: Fernando De Veld. Uh, which, which manager won the FA Cup with Wigan in
3: 2013? Uh, oh, parts. Uh, Oh, it's abysmal. It's a really hard quiz. It's not hard, it's rubbish. It's
2: okay, rubbish. No, there's an obscure question.
0: Shall we go through and see whether or not um, anyone else in the room could have done any better? So, I'm not sure you could have done. So Wigan's manager is Martínez, Martínez. Martínez is correct, but go back to the start. The first got two goals with Norwich's 99-2000 season. It was actually a cup game we started with that year. McVeigh? Not a clue. Ewan Roberts. Sometimes oh, it's me. the obvious answer. Um, we signed Jacob Butterfield not far from Rotherham. Uh, Huddersfield? Barnsley. 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 Um, Yannick Bolasie is the only player to score a Crystal Palace hat trick. Uh, Gerard scored it. Yes, 2010 because ITV maybe missed that right by cutting to an advert. Yeah, they did. Sorry about that. Lampard did he uh, score? No. No, it. No, they did. Well he dif- did. But I think oh, no, yeah. Main defender, Ikslavina, and the only player to score against Germany was, of course, obvious. Really, Matthew Upson. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. obviously, uh, obviously. Uh, And the England manager before Sven Goran Eriksson was Glenda. Egan, right? Peter Taylor. Oh, Peter Taylor! Oh, Peter. oh. oh God, that was in a, in a room. That's not a permanent yeah. just...
1: Classic. I
3: demand a recount. Classic parsley. Well, you Lean didn't say did any answer. So you can't. No, believe. but you didn't say any answer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know. Right. Okay.
0: So that means it's Lorny who will go next. Um, Lorny your time for very easy, gettable questions, start now. Who scored Norwich's first away goal of the 2012 2013 season? Johnny Harrison. Incorrect. Which manager won the FA Cup in 97 with Chelsea? Uh, Viali. Incorrect. Who did we sign Mark Bunn from? Blackburn. Correct. Which player scored the most Premier League goals when football was invented in 92 93? Shearer. Incorrect. Who was the England manager before Fabio Capello? Uh, Sven Incorrect Name one of the teams In England's group At the 2006 World Cup Finals 2006 uh, Paraguay Correct um, Who scored Norwich's first away goal Of the 2012-2013 season I um, uh, pass uh, Which manager won The FA Blue Cup toilet. Correct uh, Who did we sign Mark one from You've already got the one uh, Which player was Got the most goals In ninety two ninety three
1: 1993 Premier League Uh. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Ian Wright.
0: Incorrect. Um, who was the England manager before Fabio Capello? Uh,
1: someone as a caretaker. Pepe. Pepe. Howard Wilkinson.
0: So, Norwich's first away goal uh, 2012, 2013.
2: Anyone? Snodgrass, Elliot
0: Bennett, Simeon Jackson, Cinnamon. Oh. Um, you got the Rude it won the FA Cup. You got the Mark Bon came from Blackburn. Um, Ian Wright scored the most total goals in 92, 93. If you include cup with with 30, but actually 10, which I think we do. We, we don't, because I... I, <laughs> <'cause> I <laughs> 23, <laughs> Teddy 23, Teddy Sheringham, which you didn't get. Uh, Teddy. Fabio Capello was preceded by the wally with the brolly. Ah, oh, of course oh, you are. Well, uh, and you were right about Paraguay, um, them, Sweden and Trinidad and Tobago. So you got three, which is very respectable and it's a challenge for John to see it's if he can enough, go above. You and You, beyond. Just, you just, I don't hit questions. just hit me there. I scraped it. So, punt. Your time begins... Now, who scored Norwich's first goal of the 93-94 season?
2: I found a Cuckoo.
0: Incorrect. Who managed Southampton to an FA Cup final in 2003 that they lost to Arsenal? Pass. Who did we sign Javier Garrido from? Lazio. No, correct. Who won the Football Writers Association Footballer of the Year in the Premiership's first season? <laughs>
2: it's not Norwich player, is it? 1993,
0: Cantona. Incorrect. Who was England manager before Howard Wilkinson? Sven. Incorrect. Name one of the players to miss in the penalty shootout against Argentina in 1998. Uh, David Bayne. Correct. Uh, Who scored Norwich's first goal of the 1993-94 season? Rob Newman. Incorrect. Managed Southampton to an FA Cup final in 2003. Um, Won the Football Writers Association Football of the Year in Premiership's first season. Mark Hughes. Incorrect. England manager before Howard Wilkinson?
2: Terry Venables,
0: incorrect. Born. Oh, one off.
2: Yes, yeah, he scored
0: two. So Lawrie's so the winner. So Tigans yeah, one for a while. Is Gordon Strachan for Southampton again? Uh, they were three, three strikers. So I made them easy. All of them, Chris Sutton. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, it's a shame he became You got Javier Garrido, uh, Chris Waddle was the Football Writers Association. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually,
2: I know you say saying it. And then... Glenn yeah, got of, ...was
0: the manager before Hard Wilkinson. They really stumped you, those those managers beforehand, didn't they? And yeah. I said Glenn for Matty's He one. did. Uh, and you got David Batty, the other player, to miss in 1998. The first player to miss. He took the second penalty, I think. You want Southgate? I want to say no. Southgate, don't you? Cause it's no. Real, yeah. No, it was
1: no, someone you'd have backed to score. Shearer went first and mm-hmm. scored. scored.
0: And then second was...
1: The so that's man. a good question that. Kevin <laughs> I was like literally <laughs> I, know. Know. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't
0: know who you're talking about who was it Paulins. Ah, uh, oh, of course it yeah. was yeah yeah so um, Lorny congratulations what well um, mm. What'd you win for
1: that uh, grudging yes, respect
0: that's all for now so I'm signing off for me Tom goodbye from Lorny goodbye goodbye from Mandy.
3: goodbye
0: and goodbye from John bye